everyone. We are here at the L'Oreal Professional Products U.S. headquarters in New York City. We are so excited to introduce you to all of these amazing people that we've been able to speak with. Stay tuned for these episodes of Beauty School Bobby and make sure that you are subscribed to be notified when these episodes come out. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to talk to you kind of about your career path. So I just want to start by asking you kind of what your initial um, exposure to the beauty industry was. When did it start that you were like, okay, I want to be in this industry? How did it happen? Um, well, how I started in the industry definitely came from, you know, sort of those child, childhood dreams or whatever. I was the, and some of these stories are probably very common, right? Where, you know, at the family birthday parties and things like that, I would end up like taking my cousins in there. And next thing I know, they'd be saying things like, oh, I want my hair to always look like it had barrettes in it. And I'd be like, no problem. And I'd pull the hair off and I'd cut it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't know that's where the story was going. That was such a fun twist. I love that. You know what that looks like. Wait, how much trouble did you get in for so this? Much yeah. They had all this hair in their face and they literally had like a buzz cut right around here and then a oh mullet. Oh my gosh. But I'll never forget it. My poor little cousin. Wait, Vanessa. like, how old do you think you were when this started? Um, that was like seven, eight years okay. old. Okay. It was my oh little my cousin, gosh. Vanessa. She was so sweet. Like, Aww. she never got mad at me. Yeah. So I always did stuff like that. And then, um, and then it was, and then I, big part of the story too was that I was in school, young age. Um, I started school, like kindergarten, I started at four years old. Okay. They did this like kind of state testing where they wanted to see if four-year-olds could actually go into uh, kindergarten a year early. And they tested like 200 kids. I was the only one who passed this test. And I ended, up being, <laughs> I ended up being like the guinea pig for the state of Illinois. And they would like, you know, do reports on me and all this stuff. This is so, so fun. Like, we're going to change the whole <laughs> show to just talk about this. Like, that no. is such an interesting story. That's crazy. You know, was, what's hilarious about it was a couple of things. One was they, they did decide not to do it. Just, you know, and I mean, all sorts of stupid things yeah. like where like the kids would be filing out of school and I'd be the person like, I was so impatient because I was just younger, a yeah. little bit less mature. And I'd be like starting to pinch the little bottoms and be like, faster, faster. And they're like, you can't do that. So anyway, so when I, when it was time to graduate high school, I was 16 wow. and a senior and I had all my credits to graduate, but I was like too young to technically graduate. So, um, and all my friends were applying to college. And they were applying to colleges and they, in theory, were like a year to a year and a half older than yeah. I was, but we were in the same grade. Yeah. And, um, and so I started that process of trying to apply for college, but I just didn't feel ready yet. And I know it was because I just wasn't um, like, I wasn't socially, emotionally ready yet. I was significantly younger than somebody who would typically go into right. college. Yeah. And, um, and then I always had this passion for hairdressing. So I went to talk to my parents and I said, you know what, I think what I want to do is just I want to take I want to take some time and I'd really like to go to cosmetology school and I would like to pursue that you know the, the program's like about a year long etc I think that would be a good thing for me to do and I've always liked it my parents were always super super supportive they're also awesome. tradespeople my dad was a baker that was our you know he grew up as a a, 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 a professional baker and we had a bakery business so he understood yeah properly understood like you know craft and and trades work and things like that and he was yeah. they were so supportive so I'm like, okay, Chrissy, go. So where did you go to beauty school? So I went to P the headquarter school of Pivot Point yeah. in Chicago. It was then in Evanston, Illinois. So cool. So time. you know, like, Robert Passage. Very, and like, all that. I've known him my awesome. whole life. That's yeah, his, amazing. His father, Leo Passage, was yeah. a, also a family friend of ours and somebody I respected and admired, and which is why I went there because 
back, I think Leo's one of his first salons when he moved to America was on the same block my parents had their bakery. And wow. So we had all these like old stories. So my mom's like, well, if you're going to go to beauty school, you're going to go to Leo's school. You know, so that's yeah. how I got to know that school was because wow. she was like, this is the school you must go to. This is, I know this man. So we set up a tour and wow. Uh, consequently I signed the deadline and I started cosmetology school right after graduation. So were you, was cosmetology school harder for you because you knew them or did you get away with more because you knew them? Oh no. I mean, they were, they, at that time, you know, there were schools all over the place. He was all over the world. Yeah. Like, I didn't really have day to day. Okay. Exposure. Yeah. I was just another student. <laughs> I was like, did you have another school experience no, no. that was weird? And no, people no. Are I'm sure you. I did, but no, I was just another student learning yeah. everything just like everybody else. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. what happened after beauty school? So after B-School, then I, um, I joined, um, a, I joined a salon, uh, same thing. It was, uh, you know, luckily through another family friend who was the hairdresser, had a salon and offered me an opportunity to start there and start apprenticing there. But I grew up and I should say this, I, my parents are German. You got that from the accent maybe, <laughs> but I grew up, um, my whole life spending sort of the school year in school in the U.S. And then we'd always spend our summers in Germany. Oh, wow. So I kind of like was always back and forth, back and forth, back and that forth. That explains so much about how, what we were just talking about, your life going back. Like, that's normal yeah, yeah, to go. Is. Yeah. Feels that's very, awesome. Feels very comfortable. And yeah. so when I started working in the salon, which was great, and they were incredible, and it was in also a north suburb of Chicago in Wilmette, I always though had the bug to go live internationally and I still was young. So there were things I wanted to learn and things I wanted to grow, uh, ways I wanted to grow. So I was lucky enough that on the day I graduated from cosmetology school, there was this hairdresser there and he was friends with the Passage family and he was there doing a photo shoot and a video shoot and all this kind of stuff. And, um, and I was, it, it, uh, Leo, um, uh, introduced me to him just hi, you know, da, da, da. and he, at the time, this was in the eighties, right? So he was a world champion hairdresser when championships were massive and, he was a world champion, Dutch champion, European champion. He was super cute. And so uh, so he introduced me. He gives me his card. He says, oh, if you're ever in Europe, give me a call. You know, you can come by and see what we're doing there. I said, okay, great, thanks. Anyway, I was in the salon for, for a while, but I had the, you know, the, the international bug. And I thought, you know what? I want to go overseas. I want to study more. I want to learn more. Maybe I'll go to, you know, an academy in London or, you know, any of the academies that exist in, in England and London and things like that. So... My sister was living in Germany at the time. I went over there and um, and I had that card. So I picked up the phone. I thought, you know, I'm going to ask that guy where I should go do some advanced studies in, in hairdressing. And so I called him up. His name was Andy Uffles. His name is Andy Uffles this day. And, um, and Andy said, well, why don't you come to Holland and kind of see where we're in the process of opening up two new salons, a training academy, this, that, and the other. Why don't you just come for a weekend and check out what we're doing? And I'm like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Thank you. So I got on a train. Went there. He picked me up from the train station and spent the weekend and he's building these salons or whatever. And at the end of the weekend, he said, you know, if you want, you could come live in Holland and intern here and you could sort of be part of the team. And we also have a, a international platform team and we do all the big shows all over the world. And um, so you could learn it all. Salon, hairdressing, platform work or whatever, you know, Um and it was funny. He was like, you know, I'll, I'll pay your room and board, meaning like you can live in a room in our house. But, you know, no, no money. And yeah. but you, it'd be a great learning experience. And I was like, absolutely. So I'm like, I'll go home, get my Amazing. stuff and I'll be back in a week. And I did. And a week later, I moved to Holland. Oh, my gosh. And, um, and I and that's when I started really. I think that's when like uh, things around education, the industry started to make a little bit more sense to me. And then he, was it just like learning when you say like it made more sense? Was it just learning like 
product, like brand to consumer? Was it just like, what was it that kind of clicked for you that maybe you didn't know going over there? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I think uh, a couple of things. I think a lot. Well, I started to see he was very affiliate. He was affiliated with a, with a brand. And, and I got to see sort of the relationship between like how products and companies and product companies can partnership partner with salons mm-hmm. and the different resources that are being made available. I was actually watching it come to life. I was like, well, that's so interesting. Cool. And, it, and it seems so foreign to me because I just didn't have any experience or exposure to that simultaneously because he was traveling internationally. And so then as the intern, I got to go everywhere. I was yeah. in Finland. I was in Taiwan. I was on TV shows. You know, like uh, as the, you know, I, sometimes I was playing so the model cool. and sometimes I'd be handing the fans or, you know, whatever wow. it was. But I got, um, but I learned also then this world of like professional education um, where, you know, people are standing on stages and they're teaching people and, you know, teaching five people in a salon or teaching 10,000 people at, you know, like a world congress or, you know, world, yeah. uh, world um, uh, hairdressing, you know, event or something like that. So it it was fascinating to me, that whole area, training labs and training studios and people coming in. And this is where I got more exposure to that kind of world. Yeah. Yeah. And so that obviously was great experience for what you're doing now. So how long have you been with the company? How did it start with L'Oreal? Yeah. So when I came back, so I came back to the States for personal reasons. And um, it was a friend of mine was opening up a salon. And and so I was helping that person sort of get that thing, get, get that salon started, excuse me. And... Um, uh, and then somebody from Redken came in and said to me, said, oh, you know, I heard you're coming back. I knew the other salon you were at before you went to Europe. Oh, and, wow. Um, you know, did you ever think about working for a manufacturer? And I was like, F- no. <laughs> like, what? I don't even yeah. know what that is. Yeah. You know, no, I'm, I'm at the hairdresser. I'm behind the chair. I do this. I do that. He says, yes, but you've been teaching and learning how to do that. And I said, yeah. So anyway, well, let's talk. So we had a conversation and and um, I got to meet with different people from the company. And uh, ideally, they offered me a position. And that was in 1991. Wow. So that was 31 years ago. Amazing. And they offered me a position as an educator for like the um, sort of like a six-state area, of a home based out of Chicago, okay, um, which is my hometown. And I started working with salons there and educating. And, um, and but I once again, back to that international thing, I still had that international connection and I wanted yeah. to do more things. So uh, uh, Redkin was home headquartered out of California and they were creating a position, international education manager position. And so uh, we had the chance to talk about that. And I ultimately ended up moving to California to to start working with the international countries on education. We're going to take a quick break from the podcast to hear a word from our sponsors. Today's sponsor for this episode is LEAD. LEAD is the first degree designed with beauty professionals in mind. To create future professionals and leaders for this fast-growing industry, Rolfs has partnered with L'Oreal, Arizona State University, and Mesa Community College and is proud to launch the first-ever college and university degree designed specifically with beauty professionals. It's time to acknowledge the level of impact beauty professionals have in our lives. Every year, an individual consults with a beauty professional over 48% more than a physician. This is why advancing the accredited education of beauty professionals is our mission. LEAD is shaping the future of beauty by developing the minds and expanding the intellect of beauty professionals who maintain and restore our self-expression and well-being. For more information, visit leadinstitute.degree today.
folks at Access, L'Oreal's online destination for professional education, are ready to kick off the holidays. Because they love cosmetology students so much, they're launching a holiday promotion just for you. It's called Haul for the Holidays, and trust me, it's a haul like no other. And what's even better is that it couldn't be easier to participate. So here's how it works. Starting on November 1st, you will log into L'Oreal Access, complete the Haul for the Holidays learning plan, which has been curated just for students so they can learn about different L'Oreal professional hair care and color brands. And then you'll hop over to L'Oreal's Level Loyalty Reward site and enter to win the Ultimate Stylist Starter Kit. 100 students will win the holiday haul containing prizes like a mannequin head, a carbon comb, tint brushes, mixing bowls, super cute capes and aprons, towels, a ton of full-size L'Oreal products, and so much more. Then 10 lucky winners will get all of that plus enough level points to redeem for a nice set of shears or a Dyson hairdryer. Typically, you have to earn points on level by buying L'Oreal products. But with Haul for the Holidays promotion, you have the chance to get them for free. How insane is that? Students will have just until before the end of November to complete it. So make sure you're signed up for both L'Oreal Access and L'Oreal Level Loyalty Rewards program. More info is on its way, but go ahead and get excited. This is about to be a happy holiday indeed. Now let's get back to the episode. It's crazy how it's all tied in like this whole time and like from your beginning path of just like making that phone call. I think one of the stories or one of the things that's been kind of in every story today, um, and this just is probably just part of like life or whatever when you talk to anybody about what they're doing, but it really is like I took that step and it got me here and I took that risk and it got me here. I think that's so awesome that you're like, yeah, I just called him, had that card, like went out and did it. Like what, you know, you can definitely always like second guess like where I would have been if that wouldn't have happened, but it's like that led you to be able to do this, to this, to this. So what is your job currently? What do you spend most of your time doing now in the industry? So my current job, I'm the senior vice president of education for the division. So the professional division of L'Oreal and we have many different brands under our umbrella and a distribution company. So I work on the strategies for education for the brands. In each one of our brands, we have educational teams and education leaders. And I work with those teams and those leaders to make sure that we have the right strategies in place for those brands uh, to support the industry, um, how we sort of design, curate, and um, support and train and upskill our artists' teams and our education teams, how we look at content development, whether we're talking about in-person content or digital content or or virtual hybrid content, um, our academies, um, you know, our, our business programs, our technical skills and product development. But product development is run by a different group. It's more like how do we support products that are being developed and how do we educate people on how to use them? You yeah. know, all of these different types of things. It's so cool. So, so fun. And one of the things that we want to like obviously highlight is for beauty school students, you know, our, um, the majority of our audience are young stylists. So either in beauty school currently or new in the industry. Um, and so we want to highlight different jobs that are available and different career paths that are available to them. Because I think a lot of, um, what we've been talking about today and, and a lot about what we talk about on the show is there are so many opportunities yes. outside of just being behind the chair. And I think, a lot of times that gets lost. And if you don't keep following the things that you're passionate about, the things that you're interested in, um, I think that they kind of slip out of the industry um, when they could be really great somewhere else doing, you know, something else. And so I think it's really cool that you kind of stuck with that and then have built this career 
um, on that. Um, over the last um, 30 years that you've been here, how have you, what has changed like in like a very big way through education? Um, is it content of just now it's like digital and now we're trying to figure out how to hit the beauty school students or the stylist in like a different way or how to get in touch with them? train them differently or is it all can you kind of say we're still kind of doing what we've always done maybe just putting it out in a different format it's a great question and it's a complicated question because i feel like there's streams of things that are consistent and that have been consistent even over decades mm -hmm. and then there are things that need to change and then things that are changing so yeah. i think there's sort of a combination of all of those things i mean obviously virtual education digital content consumption I mean, we've been doing digital education on demand for i don't know 15 16 17 years so that doesn't seem Digital content consumption doesn't seem new. Mm -hmm. However, obviously in the last couple of years, the consumption of virtual or digital content has been just increased dramatically, mm -hmm. but also the way in which the content's being delivered. I feel like the things that are new about it is like, okay, what pat patterns are we seeing? Obviously social media has made a big difference. Mm -hmm. um, way uh, people are consuming content, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or, you know, and every year it feels like we've got a new medium by which we're doing that YouTube. Yeah. And some of those aren't going away because a new one came in, mm -hmm. but they might be being used differently, yeah. you know? And I feel like the dance around virtual and digital education is really about the evolution, but also knowing what sticks and mm -hmm. also knowing like how the, the, the span or the, the, the how people are consuming the content on those different platforms in different ways. Yeah. Short bursts, how to longer experiences there. They're, it's a combination of all of these different things, but they have to show up in different ways. So I, I feel like that's a really big shift, mm -hmm. um, fairly obvious shift, but yet it's, you know, it's like devil in the details, you know, it's learning those different nuances that I think makes it either effect, effective, efficient or supportive of the industry. And, for cosmetology school students, it's incredible because what's happening is that they get they're getting access to content so much earlier than they would have yeah. before the digital you know digital integration into our industry. Right, and I think that's great. It's it allows you know allows students to learn, to grow, to see different perspectives, to mm -hmm. learn different techniques and skills, practice things on their own. Yeah, um, while they're still also learning the foundations and the. And the, the foundational elements that actually, you know, are really critical to being successful. Yeah. Have you noticed the celebrity of hairstylists, like even talking about Lear Passage and like obviously people that you were exposed to when you started, um, the celebrity of it feels a little different now. Like I talk to beauty school students. I'm like, wait, you don't know who, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not that much older than you, you know, like you don't know who that is. So how are you all like, what are you doing with that? Is there like... Is that something that is discussed here? Is that something that you all talk about? Yeah, well, I mean, look at the the whole idea of celebrity hairdressers, um, influencers, um, you know, that uh, new social media and how social media has also created celebrities. I mean, how yeah. the celebrity hairdressers of, you know, decades past were people that you'd go see on main stages and right. large forums and you'd be like, oh my God, yeah. so and so, and you'd be like, you know, yeah. um, and by the way, that still happens yes, today, which is sure. amazing. Yes. Um, but now through proximity of, you know, di you know, digital and social media, it does bring other people into the fold that you might not seen in those venues. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, do we talk about that? Yes. Do we do we have uh, different members of our teams that, you know, kind of fall into to those categories? We do. Um, it's interesting as well to see how. Um, the audiences, meaning the professional salon community at mm -hmm. every level from starting out yeah. to senior, respond to different people in different ways. Like who, you know, maybe who was perceived as maybe a celebrity hairdresser. Well, celebrity hairdressers 
ideally a hairdresser that is working on celebrities. It used to be. Now yeah. it's the hairdresser themselves being right. a celebrity yeah. because either they do celebrity hair or the hair that they do is so awesome mm -hmm. that they themselves have become rock stars. It you is know? very connected though. I think for the students, at least the ones I'm talking to, they're like, hey, I know the person that did some, or I follow the person that does this person's hair. And I'm yeah. like, that's so crazy because I've seen a change in it just in 10 years of who you know they're looking up to and what they're doing. It is different. And I would hope the the and my hope too would be is that there would be continued exposure for hairdressers that aren't just doing these like five people. Yeah, or, exactly. Um, that we really because there's so many talented people in our industry. I know. And what yeah. I get psyched about is seeing also new hairdressers coming into the industry that are mm -hmm. like rocking work at a level that is just you would think that they've been doing this with an expertise of ten years, twenty years, thirty years, and literally. They're just starting out, but yet have this passion and this way of communicating and using these platforms to learn, mm -hmm. but also to showcase the work that they're doing as well. It's probably like a really rare find when you see the person that's like they can kind of do it all. They can kind of fit into every level or are you all kind of more focused on or finding that there's like, OK, this person for the younger stylist, this person or is there still those those diamonds in the rough that kind of hit all all of I don't want to say ages, but it's, a, it's an interesting way to look at it. Um, I, you know, and I'm trying to sort of separate like what I think and how I feel. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> I mean, I do. I, listen, I think that there are hairdressers for everyone. We all have just like chemistry yeah. with people. We get, we have chemistry, chemistry mm -hmm. with this person, chemistry with you. When we mm -hmm. started talking like, and you're like, Oh, I gravitate to this person. Maybe I gravitate to them because of the work that they do or the, the way the work that they do resembles more of the work that I do. Um, maybe their personality and I kind of mesh and even though I'm just seeing how they present themselves. So I think that can happen and that might be age connected. It could just be um, style connected. Um, yeah. But then I think that there's also the opportunity to go like, God, this is, I wish I could do stuff like that. And that person, or yeah. as an, or as somebody who's been in the industry a long time, like, you know, some of the work that I would like to learn is from, it might be from a generation that's not mine. Yeah. Because they're really, they know it. They're more connected to it. Mm -hmm. You know, I love it. My son, I have teenagers and, you know, they're, those boys come over to, their friends come over to my house all the time and they're always asking me hair advice. And while I always have it, I'm always still like going, okay, but what they want is just seems so fresh and so current mm -hmm. that I'm like, okay, I feel like you should be following this, this, and this hairdresser back to what we were saying earlier, but the hairdressers that I'm showing them to follow aren't necessarily the celebrity ones that we were just talking about, right. but people I know, and I have the luxury of knowing hairdressers all across right. America at every level, experience, and style. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you should follow this one or follow that one for inspiration on rock. You know, some of them are a little bit more rock and roll. Some of them like, you know, different, you know, they're looking at more different hair color um, variations and things yeah. like that. So. So it just seems more niche now. Like it definitely seems like, like you said, you would follow this person for this, this person for yeah. this, this. So it's way more like into your kind of own lane a little bit. Like, no, that's why I find your question so interesting because and layered because yeah. it is, while it's niche and mm -hmm. I agree with you, I, I would like the, I like there to be more exposure for more hairdressers yeah. so that um, people will really gravitate, not just because of this name, but because right. of this work mm -hmm. that this one does or this one does or this one does. And that there's so many people to learn from yeah. or to connect with or be inspired by. Yeah. And, you know, I'd love I, and I think it's happening that just so much more of our industry is becoming 
uh, as getting that level of exposure or connectedness to other people in the industry. Yeah. Well, Well, I think too, like, and I'll just say like with being a little older than the students and the people that are coming in right now, um, I think that we also can, we've been around long enough to see what is short-lived and mm-hmm. what maybe just doesn't last forever. And I think that's why we want to teach and have the conversations of like, to really set yourself up for success more than just like a two-year career or to go viral. And then what do you do with that? You know, I think those that that's why all of those important conversations need to happen and um, why, you know, partnering with like L'Oreal or, you know, a program like this and like really talking to people and watching tons of different people and getting that information is so important. So, yeah, yeah no, it's interesting. And, you know, back to that whole idea of like that, uh, the, also the exposure for the different kinds of careers that you can have. Mm-hmm. I know that's your whole yeah. platform. You mm-hmm. love to uh, expose all these different um, careers and different pathways. And sometimes when we get into this industry, we don't necessarily know all the different ways in which this can play out for ourselves. Right. And there's just so many different things that we could do. Yeah. It's awesome to see um, or to meet somebody that has had a 31 year career, like, and you're not stopping anytime soon. Like, it's really cool because I think a lot of people, um, a lot of hairdressers, like there's not that we, there's not a ton of people that we can show um, that are like, yeah, we've been doing this for this long. I think it's really awesome. And I'm so thankful for um, people like you that are willing to share your knowledge. And especially with young people, I think it's cool. You know, you having teenage sons probably connects you into it. Like the beauty school students are like the younger stylists <laughs> in a different way too. So no, no, having yeah. teenage sons definitely connects you to a lot of things. <laughs> Let me just tell you that. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for for talking with us. And where can we follow you? Um, well, Instagram probably best Christine underscore Schuster underscore. And that, yeah, I think that's probably the best way to follow awesome. me. Well, yeah. thank you so much. So definitely make sure you go out and follow Christine. And thank you. Oh, thank you, Bobby. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for watching this episode of Beauty School Bobby brought to you by L'Oreal Access and Lead. If you enjoyed this episode and know somebody else that would enjoy it, make sure you share this with them. Follow us on Instagram at Beauty and Style Network. Follow me at Beauty School Bobby. Make sure that you are subscribed on YouTube. Ring that bell so that you're notified when new episodes come out. And if you're listening to a podcast, leave a five-star review and tell us how amazing it was. Thank you so much and we'll see you soon. Thank you.